now from approximately coast to coast, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Again, everybody. Good evening, Mayor. How are you today? Very good. And the studio looks great, doesn't it? Wonderful. Since the paint job, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It looks fine. The audience seems to be happy. Everyone's looking forward to a, a nice quarter hour. Well, let's begin today with something uh, somewhat romantic, I guess. A new feature from the uh, Bob and Ray Feature Laboratory called Do You Rate a Date? And our contestants are lined up ready to request a date with anyone in the world if, and it's a mighty big if, if they can convince me that they deserve the date. Now I'll start with our first contestant. What is your name, sir? Uh, Alan McLaughlin. Okay, uh, Mr. McLaughlin. Now, uh, we'll start off by asking you whom you'd like to date, and don't forget anywhere in the world. Yes, That's the gimmick here, you know. I know the rules, Bob. All right. Well, here I go. I think I'd like to date Barbara Miles. All right, Mr. McLaughlin. Is McLaughlin or McLaughlin? McLaughlin. Mr. McLaughlin, you'd like to date Barbara Miles, but first, who is she? And why do you want to date her? Well, uh, she's a TV personality. Is she pretty? Well, six months ago, uh, she was a big fat lady. And uh, she'd taken something, and now she's skinny and lovely to look at. And I want to find out if it's true or if it's trick photography used to fool me. Well, Alan McLaughlin, after having heard your reasons for wanting a date with Barbara Miles, I find that it's reason enough. So you call her and say, Bob and Ray, say you do deserve a date with her. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> and now our next contestant, the lady on the end there, would you step up, please, ma'am? Well, I've waited for this opportunity a long time, Mr. Uh, Elliot. Uh, but we're not interested in me, uh, Miss... Vivian Burgess. We're not interested in me, Miss Vivian Burgess. Now, whom would you like to date? And don't forget, anywhere in the world. You can take your time now. Well, I don't even have to think about it. Good. I'd like to date Charles de Gaulle. Well, the, the audience seems to approve of your choice, Miss Burgess, but you'll have to convince me that you do deserve the date. Now, why would you like a date with Charles de Gaulle? Well, he pulled Francis fat out of the fire, didn't he? Well, what if he did, Miss Burgess? Well, you've got to admire a man for doing something like that, and I, for one, do. I'd like to tell him. Well, Miss Burgess, I find your reasons for wanting a date with Charles de Gaulle to be sound, so feel free to have a date with Charles de Gaulle. Now, this is Mr. Elliott asking you out there, is it your fate to rate a date? Well, a lovely romantic feature, 
two happier people it's always here at the Bob and Race. Always gives us such a great, warm feeling to be able to accomplish something that we're doing here. We try to do as much good as we can. The engineer is nodding, Bob, which would indicate that uh, Wally yes, Ballou has called in. No, no, sleeping. Oh, no. Wally Ballou has called in, and uh, he's up in New Britain, Connecticut, for another remote broadcast. This is radio's blonde-haired Wally Ballou. Winner of 27 Diction Awards, speaking to you from a factory in central Connecticut. And uh, standing beside me is a gentleman who probably has more to do with an industry that has been prominently in the news the past uh, year or so than anyone else that I could uh, think to interview. My assignment sheet said, go to Jukebox Factory. And here is the manager, Mr. Tony uh, Gifford. Gifford. Tony L.B. Gifford. Uh, Mr. Gifford, uh, you are in charge here of turning out all of these jukeboxes. That's that right. right. Uh, that's right, Mr. Below. Uh, this factory has been in business since shortly after the last international misunderstanding. We went into business in 1948. Uh -huh. uh, from that time uh, on, uh, we have been increasing our production of these uh, jute boxes because of the increasing demand for them. I might say that the first reaction to be a highly regarded radio reporter upon seeing the inside of your factory yes. is that nothing looks like anything I've ever seen before. By that I mean, Be I careful. don't see anything careful that, over there. that faintly resembles a jute box. Uh, faintly resembles. I say I don't see anything yeah. that does. Well, of course, right here, uh, Mr. Ballou, we're in the fabricating division. Uh, you just saw that young fellow over there, Wilbur, working on uh, yeah. the, the... Well, now, he takes the, uh, the, the... He puts the box together, actually, and then it's uh, varnished and painted and sent out uh, to the warehouse where they're packed, crated, and shipped. To, to various distributing points around not only America, but all over the globe. We do an international jute bar business here. That I understand, but what I meant was, I don't, well, where does the the, record, the uh, needle arm, uh, where is that assembled, and where are the record racks of uh, the colored things that go up and down in the front of the jukebox. Where are those put on? Well, we, uh, we've never made a jukebox uh, such as you described. We, uh, we have uh, used colors. Uh, we've painted them orange and green and blue and different colors uh, like that, but... Uh, well, you don't make the kind that light up, then, I guess. No, these do not light up. No, these are just simply for carrying jute, of course. The what? Jute. Carrying jute. J-U-T-E? Right. Jute parts. Well, I have uh, evidently hit the wrong spot for my assignment. It was jukeboxes I was supposed to... This is it. Jukeboxes. Jukeboxes. What? Juke. J-U-K-E. That uh, The guy that made music. You know? Well, you're a jerk if you thought this jukebox was... Now this is Radio's Wally Baloo returning it for Bob and Ray in... Another competent, complete, colorful Wally Baloo report. Did y'all like it? Oh, say, uh, fella. Huh? Uh, would you mind uh, picking up that scrap of paper? Oh, I don't need it. I'm through with it. Well, I can see that, but the point is you littered, you see. Oh, wait a minute now. No, uh-uh, you littered. You flung that piece of paper right there on the on the floor. 
And uh, a piece of paper is around the peanut butter crackers you gave everybody in the audience before the show. I know, but now uh, that paper will be there to more or less shift for itself, and uh, somebody has to pick it up and put it in a container. Oh, don't make a federal case out of it, Ray. All I did was I didn't need the scrap of paper anymore, so... So... Oh, you make it you, sound like a disease. Just, just a moment. You littered. Yeah, that's why I say. You make that word sound like a disease. Well, it is a disease. It's a national bad habit. It costs millions of dollars a year, do you know that, to uh, clean up after you litters. So, America, don't be like that person there in the front you row. You me. Uh, yes, sir. Keep America beautiful. <laughs> Now, the makers of Catcher's Mitt, that E-Man Aroma, invite you to join us for another episode of Our Fella Thursday, the only daytime serial written and produced especially for men. As our scene opens today, Masculine Rock and his He-Man pal Buzz are down at the boathouse, getting their gear and shape for the big fishing trip. Say to you... Really think you should be lifting the heavy hammer, Buzz? I mean, after all, it's been such a short time since your operation and all. I was down to see Dr. Morton yesterday. He said I'm fit as a fiddle again. I feel wonderful, like I could dance the night away. Well, I'm so happy for you, Buzz. You know, we're all a little worried when old Dr. Farcroft retired and left your case in the hands of Dr. Morton. He's been practicing for such a short time. And... You know, we all feared the worst. Well, I had complete confidence in him all but, along. But your illness was so rare. Webbed feet in a man your age is almost unknown. Yes. And, of course, I was so run down when I went into the hospital, too. I, well, I cried myself to sleep every night for months thinking about Sylvia. You're better off free of her, Buzz. All of the men over at the Legion Post say so. Well, I try to tell myself that, Rock, but sometimes it's so hard. Naturally, her, her happiness means more to me than anything, but coming home to a dark, empty house every night, it isn't easy to be brave. But she left you during your temporary blindness, Buzz, and then running off to marry that dry goods drummer. You must have a heart as big as all outdoors to forgive her. I've never been one to think of myself, Rock. You know that. Even when the custody of little Debbie came up during that nasty divorce mess, I had to put my own desires aside even though my heart was breaking. Well, everyone in Riverbottom knew how you must have been torn apart inside. The men at the Elks Club were all talking about it. The little Debbie was all I had left, and now she's gone. Do you, do you have a handkerchief? Yes. Yeah. You can keep it. I got it back from the laundry by mistake anyway. Thanks a lot. I know I'm acting like a silly schoolboy about this, but I gave Sylvia all the love and affection a man can give, and I guess it just wasn't enough. Sylvia was a hussy. Everybody down at the Farm Bureau said so. I suppose so. I know I have to pick up the pieces of my life and go ahead for Dad's sake. Yes, you have to think of him. Incidentally... Did I show you the new spinning reel I bought for the trip? Oh, please, Rock. Don't, don't make me look at it now. I suddenly feel very strange, almost as if my old trouble were coming back. Well, look. Just lie down on that old pile of fishnets. I'll go for Dr. Morton. And 
And so Buzz seems to be in for another siege of his old trouble. Will this bring Sylvia back to his bedside? Be sure to listen next time when we'll hear Rock say, Only there was some way to prevent them from dragging the whole nasty mess through the newspapers again. That's in the next heartrending episode of Our Fellow Thursday. Thank you. Thank you, Cast. Nice new regular feature? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, next week we could have one. Incidentally, speaking of the uh, stories like that and all, I want to thank you for that birthday present, that doctor kit that I've always wanted. You really enjoyed it, huh? Gives you a great, great feeling of having power of some kind when you walk along with one of those. Carrying the little kit and you're uh, wearing it. I just like yeah. the telephone. I'll get it. Hello? Bob and Ray? Hello, Bob and Ray, yes. This is Frederick McNaird. I think I got the mystery tune. Well, we haven't played it yet, but if you want to take a guess, uh, maybe you will be lucky enough to have uh, to hit it when we do play it. Uh, Frederick, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Hamtramck, Michigan. Let me just check with our uh, directors here if it's uh, permissible for someone to guess the mystery tune before we play it. Will you wait just one minute? Okay. Can you can you talk or do something while I'm checking? Because check Ray went outside. Yes. Well, I don't know. He said he had a checkup. I don't know. What did you say the sign was? What? Scanners walls? Wait. Hello, Fred? Yes? Uh, I have checked as far as I can. Uh, the lines upstairs are busy, and they've got to clear it uh, through there. Scanners walls? I, I can't accept your answer because I don't know whether or not we can accept it in the first place before we play it. All that right. was what we were going to play. Okay. You want to hang on just a minute? Right. And I'll check again. If you can talk or, or keep something going. Keep uh, talking? Or, or am I on the radio? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, Frederick McNaird calling from Hamtramck, ladies and gentlemen, with the mystery tune. And my guess, that is. And I think that the song... Hello. Hello, Bob. Bob and Ray? You have a phone. Hello. Hello. Are you still on there, Fred? Thanks for filling in. I'm sorry Ray wasn't here. He just came in a minute ago. Uh, Ray, I have uh, Frederick Hamtramck on the phone. Oh, from you don't know him. Michigan? Yes, but you don't know him, I don't think. Uh, no, I don't know no, him. No, he was calling. He wanted to guess what the mystery tune would Say be. Say hello to Ray for me. He's my he, first cousin, you know. He just said, well, then you do know him. Well, he happened to know the song. Is there any uh, collusion there or anything? Well, are we on the air now? Yes, yes. There is collusion. It's terribly embarrassing. There is collusion, Bob. You told him the answer. I told him the answer. Gators Waltz, right? right, yeah. Well, a director's meeting, huh? I don't think we can award him the prize. I don't know just what we can do, Fred, but uh, Cousin Ray says uh, we'll check up on it after we leave the air, and we'll let you know. Okay. Bye. Well, that's about all the time we have, isn't it? Yes. This is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. This is the CBS Radio Network. CBS Radio Network.